This is the Friday, December 10th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We get you in and out in less than 10 minutes like we always do on these Fridays in another busy sports weekend. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian, joined this morning with Aaron Dolan. And what a bizarre Thursday night game the Steelers come all the way back and you know, it's just another day in the NFL. The only thing I cared about was hitting that over, and that was about it. But, yes, that was a very bizarre game. I couldn't believe that Ben started coming back. I was not expecting that. But, nonetheless, I mean, didn't see the Vikings jumping out to that big of a lead either. So, at least we got an exciting game, though. That's always what counts on Thursday Night Football. It was fun. And then um, Twitter was obviously doing its thing like it normally does. But, Gosh, Kirk Cousins, and they always make things interesting. Another one-score game for the Vikes, but we'll turn the page. We'll turn the page. Busy, busy night in the association. What do you have for us to start us off? So first play I like is going to the Celtics-Suns game. Now, Devin Booker hasn't been in for the last three games, so I'm actually going to look towards the player prop, DeAndre Ayton, over for his rebounds tonight. Right now, I'm seeing it sit at 10.5. He's posted 14 rebounds against the Spurs on Monday, and he's averaging more rebounds than that, and he's going against the Celtics, which are 23rd in defensive rebounding. So for certain games when I don't really have a lean in terms of the spread, I definitely like to go the player route, so player prop route, excuse me. So that's my first favorite play of the day I should say yeah no nothing jumps out of me I mean obviously it's tough with the NBA we have a uh, you know limited lines on the overnight um mm-hmm. so you just have to really pick your spot Rockets have won a million in a row seven in a row uh so I like them a little bit at home plus nine mm-hmm. um so I have no firm place and and the Celtics are on this west coast trip you know I know we've backed them a couple times here on the show there's just nothing that stands out to me uh, the Knicks even catching, albeit one and a half, but there there is nothing. I'm, I'm really I almost curious. like the yeah. Knicks money line a little okay. bit because I just feel like the you know the Raptors are so bad and they just last night canceled their practice due to COVID like protocol type stuff. Right. Not nothing that's come out, but that and they're four and nine at home, which is pretty terrible. And I know the Knicks haven't been great, but I wonder if this is a spot where the team will drop another one at home, give it to the Knicks. Right. The Knicks just haven't been the same team this year, right? So they're a game under 500. Last year, they won all these close games. They were, you know, surpassed their their win total. And Thibodeau won coach of the year. And it's just there was regression. And that was expected. But to be mm-hmm. under 500 at this point, obviously, Randall not having the same year. I think my favorite play would probably be the Nets against the Hawks, Atlanta. Oh, love that. Yeah, Atlanta only a game above 500. They're just... You know, there was regression in the Hawks last year. Things just – everything broke right for them. Although I do – I like everything about the team and obviously the coaching change last year really swung things for them. But I I have to back the Nets uh, coming off the loss. They're 7-0 this year off the loss. Yeah. So I would – that's probably my top play as we we talk it all through. I mean, these are all games that caught my eye along those lines. But I would say Nets plus two, my favorite. I'm kind of surprised the Hawks are even favorite. I agree in this I one I because I mean, that. I'm assuming KD's playing insane with LaMarcus Aldridge since they sat Wednesday and everyone's like, Oh, well they just lost to Houston, but I don't think that should really impact the line whatsoever in this one. And Atlanta's missing some key players as well. So I'm a little confused by that line in general. Right. So that was going to be my, pl- my top like NBA play. Um, the Hornets, obviously we know what their limited roster. I kind of like the Kings, <laughs> although I hate laying points on the road, let alone with the Kings. 
But uh, so I would say Nets plus two is my favorite play. And uh, I have like a bunch of leans that I just went through. Any other mm-hmm. props for you? Um, I mean, the Kings killed the Hornets 140 to 110 last month. So that was pretty wild. I'm looking at that total. It's pretty high at 231. So I'm thinking of going towards some player props. Uh, De'Aaron Fox will probably take over his points waiting for that to be posted on Caesars. But that just tells me that, I mean, the Hornets have put up so many points or allowed so many points in the last three games with half of their team being missing. So I think a player prop for the Kings, I'll definitely be playing most likely De'Aaron Fox. All right, let's turn the page. Obviously, there's just Army-Navy going on in the college game. We can talk NFL as well. Uh, anything in the NFL that you absolutely, uh, you know, really feel strongly about? Yeah, so the um, Ravens-Browns game keeps moving that spread. It's now up to uh, Browns minus three. They opened up plus one. So I'm seeing a ton of money coming in on the Browns, obviously, to move the line like that. I just don't really – see why we should back Cleveland off a bye and they haven't been great. The Ravens beat them two weeks ago. I just don't see why people are putting nine. There's 90% of money on Caesars pouring in on this line. I'm just a little confused. I mean, I know the Ravens haven't been great and they dropped their most recent game and they're not coming off a bye, but teams coming off a bye are 10, 13 and one against the spread. Anyways, I just am very curious as to why people are so excited for Baker Mayfield to be back after one week's rest. I don't think you can, fix an entire team's chemistry and everything that's going on with that. So I definitely like the Ravens plus three at this point. Yeah. I would say if you can get three, that's a pretty solid number, especially what's expected to be a low scoring game, even two and a half, obviously that's the side I lean, but three is, you know, we talk about key numbers all the time. We can get three Mm -hmm. and we just saw these two teams play a little bit ago. uh, If we had to, uh, yeah, 16, 10, that was super low scoring. That was a terrible game. <laughs> Million turnovers and everything. I the game I'm only like really high on is just the Seahawks minus, and it's a big number and it's on the road. But it's Davis Mills playing for the Texans. I think he's that bad. He's they, I think I, I believe it's four out of six starts of his they've had single digits. And the wow. Seahawks, obviously, Russell Wilson was not quite ready the last, or excuse me, the first few games coming off injury. But we saw how he looked. In the Seattle game, the defense has been strong. Shut out the Niners in the second half of the last game. It's laying chalk on the road, which is never advised in the NFL, but I really think Houston's an outlier, so I'm going to lay it. I mean, especially with the Colts win last week, 31-0. I mean, that was a blowout, so I expect the Seahawks to be able to cover that number on the road as well, even though it, you know it is a longer number. But, I mean, I think what were the Colts? I think they were 10-and-a-half maybe against the Texans last week. So Yeah, I believe they had a chance to run out the clock and kneel, but uh, Frank Reich wanted to score another touchdown with Jonathan Taylor. So, <laughs> bizarre game. Uh, any other games sticking out to you? I mean, I lean Bills now that it's up to three and a half, but I, I just don't think I can Yeah, pull that's trigger. not surprising. Yeah, I, I like actually the under in that game. I'm really excited about that game. I wish it was a Monday night football game so everybody get even more into that game. But I don't really like it at three and a half. I like the Bucks and they were minus three earlier this week. But I just think under defensively, both of these teams are going to, you know, it's two amazing teams in the NFL going against each other. So I don't think it's going to be as high scoring, um, even though the Bucs have been able to put up a lot of points in their previous games and whatnot. Yeah, I like that. Now, I watched that entire Bucks falcons game last week. So now that you mentioned that, I'm, I do I do, I do, do see what you're saying on that front for sure. Um, and then I, I, it's funny you mentioned the Monday night game. I actually really like the Cardinals. I think the this Rams team, like power yeah. rating wise, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, they were favored at Green Bay a week or so ago. So there's just the power rating and the way, you know, the market's been just loving this Rams team. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't get it. I mean, I like the Rams. I think they can put it all together in the playoffs. 
But just from a you know game to game perspective, I think Arizona is the right side, and two and a half feels short. Yeah, no, for sure. I like uh, the Arizona Cardinals in that game as well. I agree with you uh, with the Rams. I feel like there's a lot of hype around them from preseason into now, and there's just been certain times where you're like, "How? What's going on here?" Yeah, I mean, they beat the Bucks in September. Obviously, we're we're strong, but they just laid some eggs, including the Titans game at home with no Derrick Henry, and they still get you know, kind of crushed with the, with the picks by Stafford. But it, again, the power rating just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And that's why I like Arizona here, try to continue to capitalize. Anything else stand out before we let the people go? Uh, money coming in on the Bears. That line's Ooh. moving back down to 12. So we've been talking about that all week on the show, and I was expecting it to, you know, go up further with some of the trends and Aaron Rodgers saying he owns the Bears. But I guess sharp money's still coming in on the Bears. Well, I mean, you touched on it. It is a low total, so that is interesting. But, you know, we'll see what happens come Sunday. It could go back up very easily uh, because it is the Sunday night game. So that's usually the the swing game or whatever you want to call it for the book that determines their outcome because there'll be money line parlays and everything along those lines. There'll even be some teasers to get it under seven. But, um, all right, well, we'll see how uh, we'll see how the Lions, the, the wind-streaking Lions, uh, respond, catching double digits in Denver. But a lot more to discuss. And I will see you later on linear television, uh, 6 Eastern on ESPN2 tonight.